Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and this is The Art Friend Show, where every conversation focuses on getting to know the essence of creativity itself. I'd love to invite you as well to join me inside of Art Friend School, where we go deeper into these topics and join in with other art friends around the world. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's get to the show. My name is Anamika. I'm an artist in Portland, Oregon. I also go by Mika. And this is the Art Friend interview series. Today, I'm interviewing artist Cassie Ott, and I'm so excited to share her with you. Here, I can see her in the, I can see that she's here, so just a moment. I'm gonna go ahead and invite her in to talk to us, and then you can meet her. Hi, Cassie. How are you? I'm now. I'm just like, can I share this? I've never. Well, welcome. I'm so happy that I can do this with <laughs> Thank you for your first time. Yes. Yeah. I'm thankful for the invitation. Did it? Yeah. So, did it prompt you to Sorry. share it with your followers that you're live? Cool. Yeah. I think that I'm doing that, but I'm not sure. Uh, because when I hit the share button, sorry, it's like saying oh, yeah. to direct share, but I don't want to share. But so maybe it's just, just but I forget. see people I Let's know. Let's forget so, about and, the share and, right now, because I think it will notify your followers. And then later okay. when we publish it, I'll tag you and you can share it. Yeah. So welcome you so to your art friend <laughs> interview. I would love if you give us a brief introduction, you, who you are, where you live, when you got started with your art business and, and so on. My name is Cassandra Ott. I go by Cassie Ott with a weird spelling with no E. Um, thanks to my mom and dad. Um, so yeah, I've been, I do have like a fine art background. I'm horrible. With You're doing great. You're doing great. You got this. Um, but <laughs> I make kind of bright, colorful, optimistic artwork, very vibrant, lots of uh, flowers and rainbows and happy things because I feel like the world needs those things. Um, so I have an entrepreneurial spirit. I had entrepreneurial parents um, and through them kind of learned some product development skills and kind of got the itch to be making products and doing more than just making artwork. I really am, I love the notion of art being kind of everywhere and accessible. And I think that there's a lot of different ways to do that. So some of the ways that I'm doing that is through like public art projects and, you know, art geared products that I sell in my shop in addition to fine art and prints. Um, yeah, and I've seen, you know, the universe that you're creating with your art like you, you've done these massive murals and that those same kind of images translate onto products and originals. It's just a lovely, lovely world you're creating. So cool. Yeah. Thank you. So one, fun. one question um, you're going to explore is like, why the theme of rainbows in your work? Can you tell us about that? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> um, yes. So my... <laughs> background is actually in photography. Well, I don't do a ton of photo stuff now per se. Um, when I got my BFA with a concentration in photography, it was a little bit of a crazy time. This hopefully will like 
uh, paint a whole story about the the rainbow thing, but it might be a little um, we're here you know, for it. Wandering, um, sweet. So when I graduated from college in two thousand one, it was uh, a wild time. In that you know, I'm very like excited to have a degree and go out and do art stuff. And we decided I was in Cincinnati at the time that we were going to move to Chicago and took the summer off of you know life i guess before starting work and stuff and uh my now husband then boyfriend and i at the time decided we would you know go uh -huh. backpacking in europe for a couple weeks so uh -huh. we had tickets to go to amsterdam uh <gasps> on september really? 11, 2001 so we were awake getting ready to go to the currency exchange because we didn't have like you know yeah fancy yeah you had to do that then wow. um, and so we kind of watched all of that unfold and i feel like that was a very we were not in new york or anything but i feel like that was a very pivotal experience in like a bubble bursting in my life that things like this while i was aware that they happened it felt like it was kind of um, mm -hmm. closer to home than it had ever been. So we ended up like never really taking that trip. Um, but then when we moved to Chicago, a couple months after that, um, tra tragically, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable, but like um, I, we lost my grandparents in a plane crash. Um, it was like a tiny uh, airplane flown by my grandfather. Um, wow. It was just he and his wife. And uh, that was really uh, a lot to process. So the kind of combination of those events and living in a new city um, kind of leveled me for a long time. And honestly, like I didn't start unpacking a lot of the grief of that until the pandemic, because I feel like I was just kind of running from wanting to yeah. think about those things. Um, but I feel like with hindsight and after kind of spending some time yeah. thinking about these things and processing them, I find a commonality between rainbows and photographic work is that there is this perspective, mm -hmm. like, you know, a point of view um, and a storm, you know, or, well, that is not a commonality of photography per se, but there is like light time and light, mm -hmm. time, and perspective, like a point of view. Um, and I feel like I find it really interesting how hindsight and kind of how we change our thinking changes over time. And, and to me, rainbows are kind of like representative of that. Like there is not a rainbow without some kind of storm. Um, and I think it's an interesting optimistic beautiful takeaway to kind of processing um you know things that are not so yeah. happy uh i feel like there's always need for rainbows or um like that's something yeah. that i feel like i can feel good More about pumping out into the world like well i don't think it, I'm, yeah, just, I'm getting right? this really strong image of basically like there's a there's a tragedy or a, or a grief or a loss of innocence. There's an occurrence that's akin to a storm. And 
a rainbow is made simply by projecting light through that storm and being in the right place at the right time to be able to see it, right? Right, right. And I read like, like a fascinating stat, or I think it might have uh, been a podcast I listened to that talked about no two people see the same rainbow because it is it varies based on, you know, like your line of sight. There's so many different circumstances that right. come to create a rainbow that I think it's really fascinating that any given person, even if you're standing next to someone in the same moment and are in theory looking at the exact same oh. thing, you're seeing oh. that differently. You're each having your own experience with that. So I feel like it's an interesting um, you yeah. know, symbol of that mm. perspective. Thanks for sharing your story. It's, yeah, and um, the, I appreciate it too as a, like, I'm a pretty stubborn op optimist and a lot of my life that's, that's really served me. And I think that the, the place of integration while maturing has been to also not like bypass the grief or deny that, mm -hmm. that spectrum of human emotion and experience mine and others. And I really hear that yeah. in this, you know, we got this tiny nutshell of your story, but you know, it took, it took you years <laughs> after that life-changing summer but now you can like look back and see that in your work and see that path yeah I think it you know had a really big impact on me as a person and uh it I stopped making artwork for a really long time after uh graduating from school um which I think is maybe you know we not even talk about that all that in common <laughs> there's so many things know, we could talk about yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um, um, oh, you're so awesome. Okay. I want to ask you a, a couple of other things. Um, can you talk a bit about, um, actually your, your, um, your path into art and entrepreneurship, like from that summer, right? That was, what'd you say? Two, 2001. Yeah. September 2011. So like, yeah, no, yeah. I moved to Chicago and started my, Family, I my family uh, has a business oh, cool. called Riverside Design Group, and they make glass dinnerware. Um, so I worked for them for a long time uh, until maybe like five or eight years ago. It's yeah. kind of like gradually cool. tapered off. But um, through them, I learned a lot about manufacturing. So it was like a slump. I could like get geeky on glass stuff, but is a slump glass process. So it's basically mm -hmm. starting with flat pieces of glass and they were color. They're like kind of mid-century um, looking dinnerware that layered uh, in different colors. So they really like, you know, not your typical dinner plates. Um, so they applied uh, designs and color mm -hmm. with silk screen. And I was kind of the go-between. We were a small. We uh, were a small group, so it was kind of like a jack of all trades. So I did product photography. I worked. Um, I did our catalog layouts, marketing things, wow. some sales, um, and also worked with uh, people who were interested in mm -hmm. coming to us for custom projects. So I was kind of the go-between between the manufacturing and the you know clients. So I learned a lot about, you know, what was possible or not possible uh, and working within parameters to make sure that someone was getting something 
that, you know, cool. works for everybody. Um, the, the manufacturer would be able to produce it and that uh, the customer would be happy with what they were getting. So I really enjoyed that work. I like, um, and have since done a lot of like graphic design uh, client work. Um, I find it really interesting to take a set of rules or a problem and figure out how to creatively make it be something that, you know, pleases the client, but also Ooh. looks lovely. Um, so that is kind of how I wiggled my way into my own line of things. It was in like 2017, I started my shop on my website doing a small run of limited edition silk scarves. Um, and it got a taste for, you know, selling things, um, putting my art on products as opposed yeah. to client geared projects. Um, mm -hmm. and I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but it's also a lot to kind of wrap your head around. So I feel like only in the past couple of years, I've started to, you know, figure out some things. So, you know, learning something new for the first time is always hard. So I feel like I'm learning, uh, have learned some things and now can apply that, uh, and have grown um, some of the cool. What would you say right shop. now, what are two or three of kind of your biggest engines in your business like that you that you either love or that bring you revenue or a combination? I have wanted to do my uh, 2002 oh. income pie to have a yeah. better understanding of that, which I have not done. But I think that the thing that took my business so i do still do uh client geared graphic design freelance work um which i enjoy and is kind of a stable foundation to you know art sales and shop sales which can you know be fluctuating <laughs> um but the first year that my art business really kind of was financially successful or felt successful was when I started doing larger oh. scale mural projects because the bigger projects <laughs> yeah. pay better. Um, um, so that helped kind of give me a better trajectory, I feel like, for, I'm sure that, you know, there are plenty of people who do higher get original artwork um oh, you know there's lots of my gosh there are hundreds of different so um, that's impressive i've watched there I've, are i've watched a couple of my friends here locally um forge their way with mural work and um you know there's it's very physical it takes it's kind of like being a general contractor it's and very bidding the project appropriately and making sure you are getting yeah for your time so it's it's also thrilling to me as your colleague to just be like oh that's great i'm really glad that your murals really helped you move forward because yes. i also know there's a group text that'll go out like okay anyone want to come you know help because it's just such a huge undertaking um when doing yeah it is a large undertaking yeah yeah but i feel like it's also good incentive to like try to stay in shape in a buffalo winter you know it's like covered in snow outside and um like I, I like the sense of accomplishment of you know it makes me feel a little badass to go out there and make a big painting um and kind of 
get up on like I my dad taught me how to use power tools when I was a kid uh and I get a sense of accomplishment from you know using a power tool and a giant paint mixer oh my god those kind of things I find really I yeah I did my first mural like officially this past fall and it wasn't my art like my design um it was (laughs) what the business owner wanted like this vintage divers it's called swan dive bar but and my friend alicia schultz if i had this got me the gig and you know helped me with the projector and like figuring things out and yeah there's something just so satisfying about climbing a ladder and painting and then climbing down and being like how's it going and getting and figuring it out and i yeah. i like going to the hardware store i also <laughs> found it's just yeah yeah i really cool to um because like art practicing yeah can be such an isolating thing getting out into the community mm-hmm. and getting instant feedback and uh you know like little kids being yeah. super excited to see yeah. what you're doing I found cool. that really fun too because um you know there was a lot of dialogue building yeah. or ways to kind of connect with people people curious to ask questions and uh give encouragement that's and amazing that was um, so speaking of community, you have an amazing um, form that you've given to this studio time project that you've been running. When did that start? What did that look like? How can people check that out or participate with your studio time? Sure. Um, so a couple of years ago, a local friend I was trying to get more comfortable with writing and she has a writing group that meets on Mondays and I started going up there and I'm like this is really awesome and it was helpful to kind of it was a zoom format um where you would log in and she would kind of give a little pep talk what a cool Stella Orange um yeah. you she would, right she would give a little pep talk and then everybody would kind of silently work on you know you mute everyone would work on their practice for about uh-huh. 50 55 minutes but there was like, you know, that time window in your calendar that then was set aside for that. And I'm like, yes. this is amazing. I want this wow. for art. <laughs> so um, I spearheaded a uh, what I call studio time on Thursdays. I'm in the East Coast. And um, so every Thursday from 1 p.m. Eastern time to 2.30, I host a live Zoom silent studio time session where anybody can come and work on whatever it is that they're working on whether i have you know a fair amount of people who do client-based illustration work or something and it can be a nice time for them to carve out time to just work on a personal project because i feel like the windows it's hard to carve out windows of time that don't end up going to all of the other stuff like email life (laughs) things um yeah so there's a link on my website at the bottom in the footer that just says studio time and it has a little bit more information about it. Um, and anyone, there's also a contact form there. So if anyone would be interested in joining, um, we would love to see there. So we're a small but mighty group. I feel like there's just kind of something nice about yeah. shared creative energy and being able to block out a time on your calendar. Hopefully it doesn't conflict with things, but yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's been fun and rewarding process it's so needing too it's brilliant and it, it is very different than other community-based offerings that are more you know facilitated conversations or talking or socializing this is really mm-hmm. a serious like get down to business make 
it's an accountability yeah. or almost like a body doubling opportunity um, for for those of us yeah. who work in isolation. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's fun to see other faces uh, knowing that like we're all kind of in this to practice our own work and are all trying to carve out uh I'm definitely out that time to work on her. I have yeah, I have to take my dog to, yes, to the veterinarian this week, but I'm gonna come in the future. Um yeah, anything else you want to talk about? We were exploring perhaps like creative blocks or anything like that um, as, we, as we bring this conversation to a close. Uh, I can give a tip. There's a woman I met through like, you know, the Instagram universe named Bertie Fitzgerald, and she started oh. doing something called making art swatches. And that I found to be super helpful, both like just it in it's a small, unassuming exercise that I found to be super helpful and it's turned into products. And I'm also currently yeah. in this awesome hundred day project. Okay. I'm doing yeah, tell hundred days of day ballpoint pen. Well, so the art swatches are basically like taking uh, three inch square pieces yeah. of, you know, paper. And, and oh, putting sheets brilliant. on them. So oh. Oh. I've now amassed like, you know, oh. 100. I have a whole bunch of black ones. I have a whole yeah. bunch of colored ones. And now I'm starting to okay. blue hey. ballpoint pen Oh ones. my gosh. See, these are brilliant. You, um, I've been watching your, you're doing 100 days of blue pen, right? Yeah. My friend, yes. do you know yeah. um, Jules Clementine? She's an artist here in Portland and She's an amazing um, illustrator and art director and pattern designer. Um, awesome. I was at her studio a couple weeks ago or so, and she has, like you, like just dozens and dozens and dozens of these drawings on small pieces, and then those have turned into paintings. And yeah, that's, that's so smart. Yeah. I've turned them. They're like <sighs> back to so my. That's so cool. Oh, neat. Uh, I turn wow. them into like wooden oh. towels. Yeah. <laughs> so like the artwork can go on any, it's just like yeah. such a small little step that you can take. And I find that it has helped me kind of figure out what my yeah. visual language is. Cause they're small and unassuming, but then yeah. like, I don't know, I almost think of them as an alphabet. And then you can string them together to make yeah. different words or phrases or um, it's, a, it's a helpful small, thing that you can do to kind of who knows where it will go I've taken the shapes and made much bigger pieces out of them and I feel like I've only like tipped the iceberg oh, as to that. what I could do with them so that's a bit of creative yeah, um, sticking exercise this 100 day project that I started like as a part of the official global one was like built on the momentum of on January 1st I gave myself an assignment to meet every day and um oh. But it was like too ambitious. I needed I needed it to be much more tiny, and I love that. I think I might try that on and yeah. see how that could work for my practice. Because um, it's about yeah. like the daily progress and and realizing that the accumulation really does add up to a strong portfolio. So, yeah, I feel like it can uh, art arting can be <laughs> arting. so overwhelming. There's like so many possibilities. Uh, but it is just a string of small, like conscious effort um, will kind yeah. of get you where you want to go oh my over goodness. time. Amen. Let's yeah. close with that. That is, that is the insight. <laughs>
Thank you so much, Cassie, for this conversation. Yeah, it's Thanks so fun to um, get to spend time with you here in this way. And I hope the people who are listening um, can come find you and connect with you and love you and have your studio time or whatnot. Um, Back at you. I'm going to um, start sharing this link and see if we can get great. you to more Yeah, well, I mean, my vision is that this turns into a real show and... I'm also figuring out how to yeah. offer a year-round teaching or community offering that um, that kind of takes this innate energy and, and, and shares it in a useful way. So we're figuring it out one conversation at a time. So awesome. thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to stop off. And, okay. <laughs> Bye. I'd love to have you inside of Art Friends School, where we go deeper into these topics. Follow the link that's in the show notes or find it on my website at onamika.com.